Thank you for joining us today for our River of Life podcast with Brother Bill Jenkins. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrofferville.com. That's rolcrofferville.com. Now, let's join Brother Bill Jenkins as he teaches from the Word of God. Thank you. Thank you. What a privilege and an honor just to be in the worship services here at River of Life. Thank you, Brother Henry, for allowing me this privilege to come and to preach before these wonderful people. Uh, before I get into the message, I have a word from you, for you. Uh, I was, last Thursday, I had to go back to the heart doctor. And uh, I've had a bunch of tests run, blood work done. I've had some EKGs and that type of thing done. And so Linda and I are sitting there in this office, and finally Dr. Greg Hartledge, my heart doctor, walks in, and I'm, I'm ready for the results, aren't, wouldn't you be? Before he said anything else, he looked at me and said, what about that Al Terrell? Wow. Yes. Revelation fourteen thirteen says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Right. Lena, he said to be sure and hug your neck. Now I have witnessed to this man for over 10 years. I have begged him to come hear me preach. I told him I would even come to his church to preach. Uh, the Catholics hadn't called yet. But Al Terrell made such a tremendous impact in this man's life by the way he faced the last days of his life. And uh, I think that a servant is honor, is worthy of his honor. Yes, amen. If you got your Bible, if you would please, for just a few moments this morning... Uh, I want you to find the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew, the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew. It will be on the screen. However, if you've got your Bible, you'll probably want to open that and look at the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God says this, Matthew 26, 31. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into the Galilee. Verse 33 is our key verse. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men be offended of thee because of thee, Yet I will never be offended. Now Jesus knows Simon Peter. And he knows what's in his heart. In fact, the Bible says, John 2.25, He needeth not that any would testify a man because he knows what's in man. And so the word of God said that Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee that this night... Before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice or three times. And Peter said unto the Lord, 
Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Luke's gospel said that he said, even if I have to go to prison, even if I die, I will never leave you. So in my study, I asked the question, who is this that would make such a boast so forcefully in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, this is Peter. And as you study the New Testament, what you'll find about Peter is that only the name of the Lord appears more times in the four Gospels than the name of Peter. The four Gospels record that the Lord spoke to Peter more often than he did any other disciple. No disciple is so pointedly reproved by our Lord as Simon Peter. (laughs) And no disciple ever ventured to reprove our Lord but Simon Peter. No disciple so boldly confesses our Lord as Simon Peter did. The Word of God said that Simon Peter in Matthew chapter number 16, uh, when asked the question, Who do men say I the Son of Man am? He said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, I can't get my machine to work, so that's all right. I have a backup. I love technology, don't you? About as far as I can throw it. We're talking about Simon Peter. This is a disciple, I believe, that had no greater consciousness of his own sin. Luke Gospel chapter 5 and verse number 8, the Bible says, When Simon Peter saw the miracle... That he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. I want to set, if I can, the setting of this conversation. It is the Last Supper. The upper room has been prepared for the Passover feast. They've partaken of the meal and Jesus has got up and he's wrapped a towel around him and, and he's washing the disciples' feet. According to Luke chapter 22 and verse number 24, the disciples have been arguing about who's going to be the greatest when the kingdom of God comes. This is not the first time they've done that. They've done it several times. One of them even got their mama to come in there and say, hey, look. So they're arguing, they're bickering. And Jesus has now washed their feet. And there's the lesson. John chapter 13 verses 4 through 16. Jesus asked the question. Do do you see what I've done? I want you to do this for one another. And then this statement. They're sitting there. They're looking at each other. And Jesus says tonight. One of you is going to deny me. Peter is not sitting beside the Lord. That's the position of John. And Peter motions to John. You ask him, John, who is it? You see, Peter is probably down at the end of the table. And you can almost see him as he's standing there looking around at those other disciples. And pride begins to fill his heart. And he 
although he didn't say it audibly, you can see it. I'll tell you who the greatest is here. It's me. And then, so that everybody else could hear, he said, Lord, doesn't matter what they do. I want you to know that if I have to go to prison, I'll go to prison with you. If I have to die, Lord, hey, that's a small price to pay for the greatest. And then the Bible records, Matthew 26, 35, likewise also said all the disciples. So evidently he had said it loud enough (laughs) that all of them now, that's right. But Peter is a formula for failure in that day and in this day. Why? Because at this moment, his heart is filled with fleshly pride. He has forgotten the Old Testament scripture that he learned, Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. In his heart, he is fully convinced. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Fleshly pride. Now, now the pride that we're talking about here is a pride that a man so fills himself with that he begins to look down on others. It is a pride that, according to the scripture, brings destruction. And this night, Simon Peter would fall lower than any of the others. The one who stood and said, I'll never! Before the rooster crows in the morning. Well, three times, the last time with cursing, deny that he ever knew the Lord. I run across this statement this week in my studies by Dr. Adrian Rogers. Dr. Rogers wrote, I know of nothing that is doing more to damn the floodgates of revival, destroy homes, devastate lives and drain Christian power and fill the domicile of hell than the damaging, disastrous, damning sin of pride. According to the Bible, it is this pride that fills our hearts to make us think that we are something or somebody that God hates. Proverbs 16, verse number 5, the Bible says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. And though hand be joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Proverbs 6, 16 says, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to him. Verse 17, the first word is a proud look. Freshly pride says, I can do it. I don't need you, God. I can handle my own problems. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. I stand alone. 
It is this kind of pride that has provoked deity from the very beginning. Over in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 14 and verse number 12, this is what Isaiah recorded. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into the heaven. I will exalt my throne among the stars. I also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And we do that. When we tell God, I don't need to go to that altar and pray. I don't need to spend time in your word today, Lord. I'm too busy to stop and pray. It is this kind of pride that proves our human depravity. Mark chapter 7, verse number 20, the Bible says, And he said, That which cometh out of the man that defileth the man from within, out of the heart of man, proceeds evil thoughts. Adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile man. It's this kind of pride that promotes dissension and, and dishonor. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 10, the Bible says, only by pride cometh contentions, strife. Churches split because people can't get along with each other. It's my way or the highway. People divorce because people want their own way and they're not willing to give an inch. Homes are destroyed. Lives are ruined because people are so filled with their own self that they can't see anything any other way but their way. Nations fall because men reject God. The Bible says in Psalms nine seventeen, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. Proverbs eleven two says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. Proverbs twenty nine three twenty three, as a man's pride shall bring him low. It is this fleshly pride that precedes destruction. Proverbs fifteen twenty five, the Bible says, The Lord will destroy the house of the proud. Proverbs eighteen twelve, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, puffed up with being somebody. I love this quote. Most people are buying things that they do not need with money that they do not have, trying to impress people they do not like. Amen. One guy went to his pastor. Honestly, he went to his pastor and he said, Pastor, we're in financial bankrupt, but it's not our problem, our fault. 
our neighbors keep buying stuff that we can't afford. Can I say this to you? It's pride that damns a man's soul to hell for all eternity. Your Bible says, Luke chapter 18, verse number 9. And he spake this parable under certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed with, thus with himself, God, I thank you that I'm not as other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the old publican, standing afar off, would not even so much as lift his eyes unto the heavens, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Verse 14, I tell you this, Jesus said, that man, that publican, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Malachi 4, 1, the word of God says, behold... The day comes that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. As you sit here this morning. There are many Simon Peters among us. You are confident in what you have done. I witnessed to a man this last week. I said, are you getting ready for the return of Christ? He said, oh, yes, I've been baptized. That just slows the burning. (laughs) Hard to burn wet wood. Amen. Witness to another, sir, do you know that Jesus Christ is coming? Oh, yes, preacher, I've been reading about it on Fox News. I'm ready. Where do you go to church? Well, we're not going right now. Would you like to know? Why not? Well, I just, I don't like organized religion. Confident in what they have done or what they are doing. Confident that that where they stand with the Lord. Not knowing that their own heart has lied to them. And they themselves, just like Simon Peter, are a formula for failure. James chapter 4 and verse number 6, the word of God says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. First Peter 5 and verse number 6, the word of God says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you in due time. 
And so I've come with a very brief message this morning asking you, don't be Simon Peter. Don't be so filled with your own self and what you have done and what you believe that you're not open to the calling of the Holy Spirit of God. It is he, according to John 16, that's going to guide you into truth. It is he, according to John 14, that has come into the world to reprove, to rebuke. It is he that is going to guide us into the relationship we need with him. But you can put your hand up. You, you, you can say, God, I don't need any more than what I've already got. Psalm 78, the word of God says this, and Israel limited, Israel limited God to work in their midst. Now you think about that. You can't typically limit God to do anything. God can do anything. He created all of the stars, all of the space, all of the worlds in which you and I live. God did all of that. In fact, Colossians 1 says that by him all things consist. He's keeping it all together. Things that are going on in this world, don't worry, our God, He's sovereign. But when you, filled with fleshly pride, began to tell God what you're going to do. Lord, if everybody else leaves, you count on me. Lord, if they arrest you and take you to prison, I'll be right there by your side. Lord, if they kill you, I'm next. And yet before the sun rose the following morning, the one who had made such great claims is cursing and denying that he had ever met. That's not the end of the story. You know that. But this is my message. Don't be so full of yourself that God can't speak to you. You sit here today and you say, Brother Bill, I know I'm right with God. How? Who convinced you? Who told you that you were right? According to this Bible, It is only the witness of the Holy Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8, 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 5. That witnesses to our spirit that we're right with him. How awful it would be for you to sit in this worship service. And the Holy Spirit of God speak to your heart. And you know that he wants you to come and be saved and you say I can't do that what will they think I've already been baptized I've already joined that what will people think and you're so full of fleshly pride and when you resist the calling of the Holy Spirit the word of God says no man can come to the Father except through me And you've just said no to the great God of glory who loved you so much that he would send his son to die for you. 
how awful it would be to go to hell from a church in the auditorium of River of Life. There are others, others that God has put a calling on your life. You know that God wants you to be involved. You know that God is dealing with your heart to do a work for his honor and for his glory. But you are so wrapped up in you. You have to be out at the, the, the gulf on Saturday and Sunday. Because after all, that's what you do. You are so wrapped up in you that, you, that you're so trying to outdo everybody else. That you become hard-hearted and stiff-necked. And the mighty works that God would do through you, he's having to use somebody else. Because you are just not available. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to preach this message. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name, remove all the pride in my heart. The old fleshly pride that separates me from you. God, I'm praying right now in Jesus' name, do a work in this auditorium. Pull back the veil, Lord. Help us to see ourselves as you see us today and God please help us not to hesitate when you call us help us to rush to the front help us to be the very first in line to stand up for your honor and for your glory would you stand with us please headed about all over the auditorium Father God in Jesus name continue to deal with the heart of people Help us, Lord God, remove self out of the equation and let us live this moment, this moment for your honor and for your glory. Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.